Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number seven of the Microgreens podcast. This is a standalone show, and I'm going to talk about the most frequently asked questions that I get via email or on comments on my websites. In case you didn't know, I do have an FAQ page on the website. Just go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash FAQS, or you can obviously go to the show notes of this podcast at homemicrogreens.com forward slash zero zero seven and there will be a link right to that page and you can see 20 or 30 of the most frequently asked questions that I receive. So let's get right into the questions. The first question is can you reuse the soil? Now what people are referring to is once you've grown microgreens in soil can you reuse it? And the answer is more complicated than a yes or a no. There are a lot of things to consider. First what was grown in it? Did you have any problems with that crop? and what you're going to plant back into the soil. Now, if you asked me two weeks ago if this was even possible or whether you should, I would say absolutely not. I would, I just would not recommend it. However, my last experiment might change that. There will be a full blog post on that whole experiment I did in the next month or so, but um, I've had actually some pretty good results with some of them. I think that we need some more testing. I used quick-growing microgreens, and what I mean by quick-growing, I mean microgreens that grow to maturity within 7 or 10 days. So this is going to be a two-step process, sort of like I did with a lot of the soils, with one test for quick-growing microgreens and another test for the slower-growing microgreens, such as basil and cilantro and the such. The main reason I said this is complicated is because, you know, we have to consider people's health here. It's pretty hard for us to say, sure, go ahead, use that soil then have some sort of disease come up and someone gets sick. No one, no one wants that. I don't want that. So that's why a lot of uh, growers just say, no, you should only use the soil once and compost it. And that's going to be my official standing. I say the soil is one use only. Once you've grown into it, compost it, put it in the yard, put it in the landscape, do some other something other useful with it, but just don't try to grow microgreens in it. Can it be done? Well, obviously, by the results that I'm getting, I think that it can, at least in some aspects. Again, you'll see uh, more on this in the next month or so. But, you know, I don't want to get anyone sick. I don't want anyone sick at all. So my recommendations is still to compost your soil after you've used it once. However, I wouldn't consider this topic closed. I think there's more data coming in. So we're just going to leave it as for now. Please just reuse your soil. The second most frequently asked question, is this fungus? And this usually comes along with a pitcher or two of a tray of microgreens with some white stuff with some little microgreens growing. 90% of the time, the answer is they're just root hairs. People take the tray out of blackout and they see their little seeds germinating and there's a whole bunch of these white little hairy things coming off the seeds and they think that it's fungus and generally it's root hairs. So let me describe the difference between fungus and root hairs. So let's start with the most common, root hairs. Root hairs generally are branching off the radical. 
and they almost come off at between 90 and 45 degrees, and they're usually very symmetrical. So on the left side and the right side, you'll see a root hair coming off the radical. The most common fungus is sort of looks like spider webs. It's they're very fine white spider webs, and they're usually suspended above the plants. So they're not really coming off the plants. In other words, there's not a whole bunch of mold coming off any one spot of the radical or the plant growing. It's just sort of like a spider web covering the plants. That's the most common fungus. However, if it's very hot out and you have a large tray, say a 10 by 10 or 10 by 20, a lot of times there's just no airflow and you sort of get um, dampening off disease in the middle of the tray. And that just makes it look like a wet, messy mess. It's just uh, rotting plant vegetation. So it doesn't really look like mold. It just looks like dead plants. If you go to the Home Microgreens FAQ page, you'll see a bunch of tabs. They're just light green colored and you see a little epsilon on the side. Just click any of those tabs and it will expand. If you go to the one, is this fungus? You're going to see a bunch of pictures in there that show uh, what root hairs look like and what fungus looks like. So again, if you want to look at that page, go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash FAQS. But occasionally fungus does grow, and it's more common in the really um, rough husk seeds like sunflowers, beets, and cilantro. In fact, the picture on the FAQ page of fungus is from a tray of sunflowers, and you can see that it's very spider cobwebby looking, while the root hairs are much more dense and quite a bit thicker. So that's the second most commonly asked question. Is this fungus? And 90% of the time it's no. You just have to take a close look at the plants and the roots and make your own decision. If it is just root hairs, just put the cover or the lid back on the tray and put it back in the blackout. And in two or three more days, those root hairs will disappear either into the soil or reabsorb. I'm not quite sure which happens to them, but they will go away and you have some nice microgreens growing there. The third most asked question is, are microgreens the same as sprouts? And the answer is definitely no. In fact, we have to be careful with that because in some states and in some countries, there's different regulations for sprouts and microgreens. And this is because of how they're grown. Sprouts are usually grown in a moist, damp, closed situation, some sort of jar or a tray that's completely covered, and they're completely wet. And in the end, you eat the roots, the seed, or what's remaining of the seed, and the plant. Microgreens are either grown on a substrate or hydroponically or in soil, and they are harvested by cutting just the stems and the leaves off, and that's what you eat. Tens of thousands of people eat sprouts every day, and I will not be one of them. I just don't want to eat anything that's grown in water. I have nothing against them. It's just something I don't want to do. I just think that the chance of disease or bacteria is just too great in sprouts compared to microgreens, and that's why I bottom water microgreens. I don't want any of the greens um, wet or at least wet from outside source or soil splashed up onto the microgreens, so I keep the tops of my microgreens dry and just bottom water, and I think they're quite a bit safer than sprouts. So if sprouts aren't dangerous, then microgreens really aren't dangerous. I realize that's my opinion, but it's my podcast, and that's what you're going to hear are my opinions. So I don't really care if you have sprouts. and if you They're probably really healthy, and if you like them, go ahead and eat them. But I'm just going to stick to my bottom-watered microgreens for now. And the fourth most asked question actually relates to this, and that is, when do I bottom water? Well, in my system, I don't bottom water until those plants go underneath the light. 
Matter of fact, I don't really like a completely wet soil profile. I generally just water the upper third of the soil tray. I just mist that three or four times and get the soil moist on the top, not saturated all the way through. Matter of fact, I don't even really care if it's dry at the bottom at this point. And then I put the seeds onto the soil and then I wet the soils and put them in either into the blackout or the dome method. Either one's fine, but I don't bottom water anytime until those plants go underneath the light. So once I've moistened the seeds, I generally don't even water them until they do go underneath the lights. Now some microgreens like uh, cilantro or celery, especially celery since it takes so long to germinate, you may have to mist the seeds again while it's in the blackout period. And you can usually tell this because the soil uh, color will be a little bit lighter brown than when it's dry than it is when it's moist. So in those cases, yes, I do mist the top again, but I don't bottom water. I initiate bottom watering the second I put them under the lights. I take them out of blackout or out of the dome, put them underneath the lights, and then I put water in the bottom of the tray. That's the first time I bottom water. Then I just check the trays each day. I sort of lift them and you can tell by the weight whether they're dry or moist or very wet. Obviously, if they're very wet, I don't touch them. If they're sort of moist, then I have to decide, well, am I going to be around later to water them? Or is it going to be a day or two before I can get back to them? In that case, I would water them. And if they're dry, obviously, I'd water them right then. There you have the four most frequently asked questions that I get in emails and comments. There are a lot more on the FAQ page. Again, it's homemakergreens.com forward slash FAQS. Or you can go to homemakergreens.com forward slash 007 to the show notes of this podcast. And there'll be a link below to the FAQ page and other helpful articles. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and if you have any specific questions, you can leave them in the comments on the show note page, or you can email me at todd at homemicrogreens.com, and I'll answer you as soon as I can. You guys have a great rest of your week, and keep on growing those microgreens. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicrogreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.